And they kind of looked at me and they said the answer was, was alcohol. Tom Caulfield, James Whistle. This is the story of The Tempest 2. So ladies and gentlemen, The Tempest 2. Hey there. Good morning. Monday morning. Tempest <laughs> 2 podcast is out. <laughs> it's Tuesday when you're listening, though. <laughs> no, but this is live, live TV. <laughs> How's it going? Good weekend? Very, very good weekend. Very good. What did we get up to? Well, we weren't together, so separate things. Not, yeah. not a huge amount. <laughs> Watched a lot of sport. Um, followed some exciting news in the US that we'll go on to at some point. Uh, but, you know, you watched the Super Bowl, didn't you? you were I did. To, you haven't been to bed. I did. It's another another week and, and I'm dusty again. Two weeks on the trot. Um, yeah, I was the same. It was a weekend of exercise, a little bit of exercise, mainly watching sport that finished with, yeah, the Super Bowl, which kicked off at 11.40 p.m. and finished at about quarter past three this morning. Um, not sure not sure why we do it, but it, it was good. We, we, what do you mean we? <laughs> As in we, as in us NFL fans, you know, the, the big, the big, you know, the Yanks. Are you an NFL fan? Do you follow the NFL? Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I'd say you so. Lo- you do love an American sport. It just, it completely sucks me in, just the, the way they do it. The, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I went to the NFL game in London. I just, I went, when I was on honeymoon, I dragged L to Miami Dolphins, which is still not forgiving me for. I was about an hour and a half away from Miami. Um, yeah, I, I do. I just, just, just fell for it really. But this is Super Bowls once a year, obviously. Um, the game was amazing. Everything around it just does start to grate on you just a little bit, mainly in the lead up for me personally. Well, the, the propaganda essentially is what it is really. Yeah. It's just a good solid two hours at least of build up and, player profiles and then highlighting some bloke who has been in the military for four years and set up an you know an AI company and they give him a cheer and they walk him out and it's just it feels like one big and it is it's like one big pat yourself on the back for the country of the USA um to crown the world champions which in yeah. itself is is hilarious but uh, you, you know you got you got to take that with a pinch of salt, I think, just because it's um it's a bloody a bloody good event. I don't you don't get to even get to see any of the ads over here, do you? But that's obviously a massive part of it in the US as well. That's the only bit I'm interested in every year. <laughs> yeah, the ads. But what's mad now is they they almost like release a lot of it before the event now. Yeah, exactly. They realise it's actually more important for it to be yeah. on YouTube. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I think they're like seeing that actually the the lead up to the teasers and all that kind of stuff before the thing is, is bigger. What were, what were the, I didn't really looked at. I didn't actually even know the Super Bowl was on until this week. Um, I did watch Rihanna's performance. Personal highlight for me, really. Yeah. Which was quality, like fair play to us. Fucking heavily pregnant. Just congratulations to her. <laughs> Just congrats to her. I have sent my personal congratulations, but, um... via DM. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> at, at half three this morning. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, just a, a a mental event, and then yeah, you wake up this morning, and it's a sort. Was that worth it? <laughs> they they do do it well. Like, 
I like you're way more in. I'm not into. I know you. I'm not into it at all. Um, <laughs> in the slightest bit, couldn't give a shit. But you know, when I went to that Brooklyn game when I was in New York in December, they they do a lot. I think just like the experience is great. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, the people sat around me could have done without them there. Super <laughs> fucking annoying. They're like, yo, go Kyrie, baby. Go Kyrie. It's like, please, <laughs> please shut the fuck up. You're doing my nothing. Yo, Kyrie, baby. Okay. Like, he can't hear you. He can't hear yeah, you. Like you're literally in Rose Ed with us. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they do get some of it right. But it is, you know, what was amazing was whilst you were following the Super Bowl, I was deep into Twitter following the UFOs <laughs> flying above the US, <laughs> taking taking fucking cities down with laser beams and fuck me why is it always the us why they're yeah. just fucking different aren't they what is wrong with them <laughs> i think they just needed something to shoot at didn't they it's been a while they just, just pulled down some some poor random hobbyist who likes sending weather balloons up they're just shooting his balloons down out of the sky i was engrossed for those who haven't been keeping up uh with the ufo saga there was obviously the chinese <laughs> the chinese weather balloon which I think was put up there by some like year three Chinese elementary school. <laughs> like, so they shot that fucker down. Um, and then there's been three, I think, three other UFO sightings, these cylindrical uh, whatever aircraft, uh, which they don't know how they're propelling themselves and all this shit. And there's one over Lake Michigan last night and they scrambled the fighters and all very... Um, <laughs> Sounds very expensive. Does sound expensive. <laughs> But it it's, doesn't ever happen above Shropshire, does it? No, exactly. I did see an amazing picture on uh on the Twitters of uh of the aliens map of the world, and it's just the USA. <laughs> it's a fun. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's always above military zones in the US. <laughs> yeah, it's so convenient. But it's um, uh, yeah, it's 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 typical. It's typical. I'm gonna. I'm not sure what I'd rather though. If it, you know. If it was aliens or if it is just fucking China being like, <laughs> like, here we go. Like, please, please, just, no world war. We yeah. don't want any of that shit. Calm yeah. down, everyone. Yeah, please, guys. We're just trying to watch the rugby and uh, have a lovely weekend. Is that what you did? You watch the ruggers? Yeah, I, I went to the pub on Saturday, watched the, watched the, well, I actually watched the France Ireland game on Saturday because that's the main game, wasn't it? Really? A real, a real ding dong. A phenomenal game. Had a few pints um yeah good just nothing better really than just going to the pub having a few drinks um watching a bit of sport with friends for me that that's hard to beat in yeah. terms of you know life enjoyment although can everyone seems to be not drinking anymore or you know giving up alcohol and yeah fair enough did see a, i sent it to you last week actually didn't i that there's a youtube clip from oh, what's that guy's name do you know his name he was on Joe Rogan. Anyway, some he's an American comedian. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, mean, I can't remember his name. They were talking about this, you know, wave of sobriety and Gen Z and stuff like that. But, you know, fair enough. Fucking great. But he was like, what I think people are forgetting is he's like, you know, some of the best moments of my life have been you know, having a cocktail with my wife, like with a sunset or being with his mates at a, a sports game, you know, having a load of beers. And I think there is this real and it kind of transcends just booze but like this this subculture of like high performance definitely if you know you've 
got to do this. You've got to do that. You've got to optimize your morning routine. You can't drink because it's bad for you. No fucking wine. Like building this like mentality that, you know, everything has to be optimized for performance. But it's at the same time. So, yeah, but what are you optimizing for? <laughs> what what for? Like to, to is it to live longer? Is it to run? You're not a professional athlete. You're not running Microsoft. What are you optimizing for? What are you sacrificing fun and enjoyment for? Like, what's the end result? And that for me is, I think people are forgetting that. So this this obsession with, you know, incremental 1% gains. It's like, yeah, well, fucking go on a massive one. Enjoy yourself. And yeah, you'll be... You'll be running on twenty percent for you for two weeks, but fuck it, it's two weeks. Who gives a shit? Do you think you're not, sa- you're not saving lives? Do you think that's why why it's fallen? Like the uh, I don't know if it's a like the year, the age that we're in, and like it felt like uni was you know rite of passage and a, mm. like an experience in itself, and it was like really tied to drinking and stuff. But it was amazing, probably partly for that reason. Do you do you think it is because of like this? obsession with productivity or do you think it's like health things definitely like mental health really on the rise isn't it it's in the press a lot like or just a bit of everything and people just generally feeling like alcohol is very bad i don't know i think um it gets a bad rap doesn't it in the in the in the tabloids it does and you can see why like it's fucking bad for you but yeah if you're drinking five pints every night stop drinking five pints of night. you've got a problem and we're not condoning that yeah so there's you know sliding scales of absolutely anything so if you exercise too much that's also bad for you like if mm. you don't sleep enough that's bad for you it's just a, i think people just forget that you can you can have balance but at the same time also that there are also an enormous amount of gen z who are on the smash every weekend as well i think we 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 often see this like yeah yeah oh, there's a big trend in you know under 25s they're not drinking it's like uh, yeah, but that's probably, you know, that's taken from a subset that are talking about it, whereas yeah, yeah. there are shitloads that are still being sick on a Friday night outside. And it, and it's the same, like, really, probably the same people that are inclined not to drink are the same people to talk about it on social sure. and talk about sure. how productive they are and successful they are and stuff. And, yeah, I think mental health is definitely, you know, oh, I sent you that stat, didn't I? Some bloke posted on LinkedIn, he runs a mental health startup. And he's he was made like, it up, I'm sure he has. Hey, what was the stat? It was 84, 84% of Gen Z have left a job because of mental health. And I commented, I was like, that seems staggeringly high. So you're <laughs> saying if I went and found 10 people of that age, eight of them would have left a job because of mental health issues. I was like, I'm sorry, that is absolute bullshit yeah it's gotta be like who have you asked you've asked 100 people who have who have left a job because of mental health like, yeah who you have asked yeah like, clinical mental health issues fucking bizarre but like yeah i mean i think if you want to give up booze 100 percent do it but don't give it up because everyone else is giving it up yeah no exactly i think that's the that's the thing i always love i always used to use this phrase which is mental it's like everything in moderation including moderation it's just basically it's just <laughs> yeah, like a ticket that. to do anything so I love I'm, I'm moderating my moderation it's absolutely ridiculous so that, that's why you stay up and that's why you watch the super bowl fun fact about the super bowl the average ticket price was eight thousand eight hundred dollars so that's from the the first lot you know to the resale and stuff but the so the average price cost eight thousand eight hundred dollars wait for a normal ticket top 
yeah, exactly. Normal. So there will be some cheaper, Rosehead or whatever, but yeah, there was wow. like a guy guy on Twitter who bought six tickets for 130,000 bucks like six months ago. And they were like pretty bang average. Wow. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that good. <laughs> hey, that, that is a perfect little segue into something I actually want to talk about, which is almost on that, you know, so for those people who are spending that money, I imagine they are, you know, super fans every weekend, every game. There'll be some that are just just loading, like take their take their mates to the game. But you know that for them is seeing their team in the Super Bowl is you know a once in a lifetime thing, isn't it? Yeah. So you're gonna drop probably a disproportionate amount of money versus you know the the amount of time you're there. You know what else you could spend it on or save it. And um, boo, <laughs> boo, boo, savings, boo, boring. Um, but. I started reading a book off the bat. I'd heard about it a couple of years ago and this guy it's a book called Die With Zero by Bill Perkins. But the reason I started reading it kind of I listened to a podcast that he was on and it kind of jolted my memory. The, the podcast is called it's kind of called uh, All the Hacks is called. Just started listening to it. It's about like financial hacks like air miles and how to use credit card points. Just <laughs> weird shit. <laughs> like it. Yeah, just basically just just bizarre shit. Anyway, <laughs> The whole concept of this book is, so this Bill Perkins is a ex-financer, used to run a hedge fund, super loaded, which kind of makes him a little bit unrelatable. But what he writes <laughs> is, is, you know, the way that people approach money across the board in the Western world is totally backwards. So you you work your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, many people in a job they hate, and they're saving all this money. You know, this mentality of, no, no, I can't can't spend that. I can't spend that. Oh, no, we can't splurge on that. We've got to save it. So you save all this money for your retirement, and then you retire at, let's say, 60, 65 years old, and you've got all this money. You're like, wicked. We've, you know, we've lived a fucking boring life, but now we're retired. <laughs> and it's like, oh, shit, we're old. I don't want to do any of the stuff that I thought I would do when I was 30. I'm not, I don't want to fucking sail around Fiji. I don't want – I'm old as fuck. I've got to buy care. nappies. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about this stuff anymore. Like, it's not important to me. And the whole premise of the book is to just, it's very linked to the adventure mindset that we talk about. It's like, just do cool, fun shit that makes you happy. Even if it's like expensive, you know, and it maybe doesn't make financial sense down the long run. Like, just do it. Go to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Because it's, he talks about this, like, experience and memory dividend, which I think is genius. And we can talk to this a lot through the adventures we've done is, you know, that Super Bowl trip for those fans, $8,000. They'll speak about that until they're 80 years old. Oh, yeah. You know, that'll be a moment that they do not forget. You know, remember when we went to the Super Bowl and that touchdown pass and blah, blah, blah. Like, that is what that money is buying rather than the, you know, the line item budget of, hang on a minute, you could go to a game two weeks after and it'll cost 100 bucks. Oh, yeah. It is the, the best thing to spend your money on, isn't it? It's all, yeah, you, and all I you really talk about. It like really switched a bit of a light bulb on for me, like because you know I'm a massive believer that you know money doesn't make you happy. You know, if you're a sad fucker, you're moping around, you get given a million quid, you're just gonna be a sad fucker with a million quid. Yeah, hundred percent with a couple of nice cars. <laughs> yeah, but the flip side to that, which I'm <clears> also <throat> a big believer in, is when people are like you know money doesn't buy you happiness. It's like no, of course it doesn't, but 
it buys you freedom, it buys yeah. you time, and it gives you options to do the shit that makes you happy. So don't bullshit the whole seventy thousand dollars is the limit, and the, the of that above that you don't get happier. That whole study has been completely debunked. <laughs> there is a clear, clear link between the more money you earn, the happier you are because you can go and do shit. That's if you choose to do shit. Mm. you can have a hundred million in the bank and just want to save it all and you could still be miserable you don't do anything with your life it's just this idea of just you know live your life when you're young just go and travel go and do that shit quit your job make mistakes now because when you're 60 70 80 you're gonna look back and be like you're not getting that back again yeah the heyday has got to be your it's got to be your tw- yeah he's got to be young really haven't you like as active as possible to go and do stuff I think twenties is like twenties is fucking mess around, don't you? You're a kid. You probably Dude. haven't got. The, you probably haven't got the. I don't know the cash. Maybe you exactly, still. You yeah. still need the balance to grow some sort of financial security. Maybe at that point. But then I you, think don't it's need, mid- you don't need loads of money. You, you no it probably changes, doesn't it? But I think like mid thirties to like forties is the the prime time because you've probably got your career. You maybe made a little bit of money. You kind of understand what's going on. Like yeah. who you are, what what you want to do. That's the period, I think, where it's like the decisions you make, you know, do I go and work abroad? Do I go and do this? Do I start this company? Do I, whatever it is. Like, yeah, yeah. And I think if you, if it's just like, no, no, we should save, we should save. It's like, save for what? What are you saving for? It's the same as the optimize. What, why have you stopped drinking? You don't drink enough for it to make any difference on anything you do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I guess there's like, there's the, I think we spoke about it last week, maybe the week before, like people that just postpone their life for their pension. And it's like, fucking, you know, I've only got 15 more years and then I can retire. So like, 15 years, that's a very long time. So yeah, I won't do this. Yeah, we'll do, it, do that when I retire, put that in the, on the bucket list and put that on the, but yeah, that's the point, isn't it? Like you should do your bucket list when, when you can. Half the things that people want to do on their bucket list, whether it's bungee jumping or the active things, you can't fucking do when you retire and you've got that pension and your back's blown out. Mental. Yeah, Yeah, mental. And, and you know, there's a... Situations are different for lots of people. But, you know, some people would be like, oh, yeah, but it's it's easy for you to say. Like, that's the kind... You haven't got this. It's like, hang on a minute, fuck off. Like, what do you mean? Like, well, what's stopping you? Well, you know, I'm, I'm fucking, I've got this and I've got that and I haven't got the time and I've got this. bollocks. There's millions of people in the same situation that have done that. They've made a change. It's a complete mindset thing, isn't it? Like, um, and I think it's just so easy to get caught in that, that hamster wheel of just, you know, this is what I should do. I should have a mortgage by this age. I'll have kids by this age, married by that age. I'll retire at this age and then job done. Life, life's done. Like crushed Com- it. Completed it. Yeah. Right, some some good. people that is like that does make them happy, doesn't it? Like going through yeah, that little it's fine that little list. Yeah, exactly. If you could do that and not have regret, then you've won the game. Perfect. Yeah, you've crushed it. Yeah, like you know, it's it's completely subjective. But imagine getting to 60, 70 years old. That's the thing you want to avoid, isn't it? That regret. You regret. You know, there's that amazing study, isn't there? But that was kind of done by those nurses with people in like palliative care and people like on their deathbed, like their biggest regret. And they were all of them. It was like one, I spent too much time in a job. I hated that Yeah, the number one regret. Like I spent too much time at work. I cared too much about it. It means nothing yeah. in the long run. Two was like, um, 
I didn't travel. I didn't say yes to this. I didn't go and do that. That opportunity that seemed risky, I said no to. Yeah. And it would have taken their life on a completely different angle. And I think three, like three, was like not spending enough time with kids, which was linked to the the um, the work one, and like worrying too much about what other people think and just conforming. yeah, yeah, classic. And like when you look at that, that's like what an amazing subset of people to speak to about that. Yes. We're about the, per- to the perfect people to speak to. Yeah. yeah. And like it's consistent across the board. And you got to predict that. It's like shit. Like if you're our age, it's like you got to think, okay, well, need to make that change pretty quick because it'll be 10 years before we know it. And then it's like, fuck. Yeah, I'm, st- exactly. I'm still talking about it. I'm still talking about that thing that I haven't done yet. <laughs> yeah. Or in our case, still talking about our thing that we have done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. We're the opposite. We did something when we were t- something remarkable when we were 25. <laughs> and you will hear about it every and week. You will. We are living on that memory dividend. Like you wouldn't <laughs> literally are living on it. <laughs> the, be- the greatest ROI of any purchase was that. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. So yeah, the moral of that story is drink the beer. Go to the Super Bowl. Yes. <laughs> send it. Absolutely send it. Make terrible financial decisions. But... <laughs> Don't come but... looking for us when but... you're in a hole. <laughs> but make sure they're worth it. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's all about, isn't it? That's kind of like you said, that's what that adventure mindset is all about. It's like and that removing the word can't that we say is is so that you do more of the shit that you actually want to do. Well, well yeah. Putting it putting it off. What is the meaning of life? I mean Holy into... God. <laughs> What's the meaning of life? It's fucking having fun, smiling, laughing. Yeah, that's exactly. surely it. That's surely it. Exactly. Yeah, so true. So true. Right. I think that actually probably leads us a good thing to go on to the. It's, it's a brief adventure mindset segment that I I'd seen, and it's kind of it's on the beer theme, but it's about balance as well. Um, and it's this it's this guy. Right. So firstly, it's a race. It's called the Beer Mile. So it's. it's Nausey in the sense that it's a running race. <laughs> it's a one mile race, but it's four cans of lager and one mile running. So the structure is you you neck a can as fast as you can, 330 milliliters. You do one lap of the track, 400 meters, and you do that four times. So you end up four cans, four laps and a mile. Um, and on stumbling on this video, there's a guy who is is the absolute goat of the sport, apparently. He's been likened to Kipchoge of the marathon <laughs> distance. He's unbelievable. Kipchoge, Kipchoge. <laughs> Kipchugsville. Um, I think they get to choose their own lager. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's completely irrelevant. I, I'm guessing this is in the US, right? It, of course it is. The of World course. Championships okay. in the US again. Um, and this guy, Cody Bellamore, is actually a Canadian. Oh, right? Cody, so, baby! <laughs> so can run... Not only can he run a mile in this speed, but he can drink four cans of lager with a running time of four minutes and 49 seconds. That's... Whoa. If you have ran a 5K or, you know, or are into running in any in any way, that is unbelievably quick. That's three-minute kilometre running that for a mile, and that's including the time that he stopped drinking the beer. So that's... Whoa insane the the guy is i mean the the other people in the race there's like three who clearly train for it somehow which is almost more impressive than the event itself um and then 90 percent of the participants are just thrown up in a bin after the second lap that is sick i can't imagine 
Well, I can actually, because like when you go on sports tours at uni, you're drinking pints and then play it. But it's like walking is a challenge, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But to 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 rack up four laps at that pace whilst chinning pints is imagine that. Imagine that third. You should probably put more flat. attention on truly competing on 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 a national stage. <laughs> he truly should. Yeah, <laughs> he's probably just an average track runner, and then figured out. I don't know, on a student night that he was incredible at necking pints and thought, it's got to be something I can thrive in here. That Put man is going to die with zero. He's got the right mindset. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wonder if they drink the zero percenters. No, can't be allowed, surely. No, that that's like taking steroids, isn't it? You're <laughs> yeah, yourself, exactly. You're giving yourself, you're, you're like anti-doping by not. Hang on, he's actually got Lucasade in that tin. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, this guy is completely compass ventus. That's not fair. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the guy's an absolute athlete, hunk, 6'4", and rapid. So, well done him. Well, Maybe we'll get him Cody. on the pod. Maybe. Cody Belmore on the pod. Nah. <laughs> Cody no, the Chugger Belmore. Bellend. Good one. <laughs> really good one. <laughs> He's done nothing but succeed, so congratulations to him. <laughs> right, let's move on from, from that. Have you seen anything else in uh, that, that displays the adventure mindset? Well, I think it was more... Um... We've been trying to figure out our next adventure, haven't we? And one yes. cropped up again, um, which we, we explored a few years ago before COVID, but it kind of got sidelined for various reasons, mainly because it was uh, the like getting the permits and stuff was a complete gamble. And it was essentially Grand Canyon raft, wasn't it? So jumping yeah. on a yeah. raft, you know, going down the whole of the Grand Canyon, you know, which would have been 20, 28 days, I think it was from start to finish. Yeah. And, um, we looked at it, but it's a really dodgy system in the sense that you put your name down, but then it could take 10 years before you get a permit. It's a complete lottery. So for us, it was impossible to then plan an adventure, not knowing when we do it. But uh, we started looking at it again. And on this theme of beer, um, we found an amazing a like a tourist, I guess, excursion company. And they do a rafting thing, and there's lots of these companies. You do five days, ten days, whatever. But it was a beer rafting trip. So I think it was, it was six days long, and you you raft, you then camp at night on the, on the banks of, uh, of the river, you fire, and then they do a craft beer tasting every night. And it's kind of paired to the location and the surroundings and looks absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> It goes against everything you taught at, at school, doesn't it? To not drink by the riverside. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah, but in the, in the wait, what school did you go to? <laughs> no, don't. There hey, was a kids. Don't you don't you <laughs> go drinking by the riverside now? Literally like in, the, in the Shire. Literally, there is a famous river town. So you know, it only takes a couple of mishaps, and there's a, there, there's trouble ahead. Oh so... no, there's some tragedies. Is that there why? were, yeah. <laughs> there were. So let's just hate a tragedy. We all do. Um, well, I was never taught that, so I'm glad that you've you filled me in on that because I've I've been drinking by the river for years. <laughs> I mean, it is probably one of the greatest places to drink, but it just happens to be dangerous. But no, I'm sure under some supervision, it's a great idea. But it's yeah, it's, again, it's very very American craft beer whilst rafting through the Grand Canyon. There, there's probably a bit of rifle shooting going on as well, isn't there? I imagine they stick that in there. Yeah, so you'll just fucking shoot that, baby. It's like, woo-hoo-hoo! <laughs> oh, that uh, sounds epic. I mean, let's just do that. That's a great next adventure. That's a cool bucket list adventure, isn't it? Yeah, but, but like, anyone could do that. I think it costs like 
two thousand bucks. Yeah. Is. But imagine a group of mates doing that. Amazing. Hmm. That would be great. How would we piece that into a really treacherous <laughs> adventure? How can we make that sound more challenging than it clearly yeah. is? How are we going to sell that to Manny and Elle? That that isn't <laughs> that isn't just a holiday. So like, so, so it's just it's craft beer. It's like yes, but there there was a bear scene. Years ago. <laughs> so it's pretty dangerous, by the way. Uh, and... It's for charity. Yeah. So... <laughs> Make a wish. <laughs> Make my wish. Make my wish come true. <laughs> yeah. Get the bucket out and they can't say no, otherwise they sound horrible, don't they? Um, uh, hey, do you remember when we went to that charity event and spent three grand on a trip to Bali? That's amazing. Yes, I do. And never went. Because they no, went bankrupt. Went. <laughs> never went to Bali. Have we spoken about that on the pod? I don't know, but I think we should do right now. Right, shall I shall I set the scene? Tee it up. A couple of years ago, Great Ormond Street Hostel golf day. Went, got last minute invite because uh, a friend is one of the organisers. Uh, so we got roped in. We were on the, wasn't roped in. We really wanted to go. Uh, <laughs> on the on the table with Ernst and Young, I think it was. So we played against those two. We absolutely demolished them, which was great. Got to the, the end. Um, went to the dinner. David Ginola hosting it. Great piss. It was great. Really good fun. Anyway, the auction comes around. And we were conscious because we were last minute. You know, these... The seats and the tables cost a fortune. Um, and we obviously didn't really have to pay a lot. So we were like, okay, we'll 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 chuck our hand up in the auction just to, you know, so it doesn't seem like we're freeloaders. So it was like, right, okay, I'll, I'll give you a nod when we'll we'll both bid, you know, and we'll just, you know, be in the game basically, but definitely don't want to win anything. We have, we, we have no money. So, you know, the the classic Formula One Monaco comes up, the chalet and Courcheval comes up, great. Dollars being thrown around all over the shop. Then it's like, right, and uh, next on the lot is a week in a villa in Bali. Right, we'll bid on this. David Ginola is there, and he's like, okay, starting at 500, blah, blah, yeah, 500, 1,000, yeah, 1,500, yep, 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 yep. And it's like, right, so I nod to Whittle, and it's like, okay, we're going to go, we're going to go. James, you throw your hand up. Yeah. Bang, bid. But as you throw it up, I throw mine up. So you bid two and a half grand, and then I immediately outbid you three grand. <laughs> And we're both there laughing, like, oh my god, what a pair of idiots. And as we're laughing, the room goes silent. And it's like, okay, three thousand, three thousand, three thousand. And it's like three thousand five hundred and we're there like, fuck off. No, <laughs> no way. And it's like, no one wants blah, blah, blah. it. And it's like, gone. Congratulations. The whole table's like, yeah, well done. We're there, hands on our heads, like, no. Immediately, split second, there's a clipboard in my face. Yeah. Sign here, blah, blah, blah. Fucking three grand. It was never went. It never it went. Was... And it was for a shit villa in Bali. Oh, it no. cost four hundred quid That's on Airbnb. So, so annoying. But it was it was fucking hilarious. Literally couldn't stop. Like we were like crying with laughter, whilst also crying knowing that we barely like could afford that at the time. It was oh, and it felt so bad. I think they must have just saw us coming, and the way the room fell silent after the <laughs> double bid, they were literally like, "We've fucking got them." We've got them. They're about to drop three grand on this. And all the other things were going for 10, 20, 30. And um, yeah, like you said, like sold, done. That man in the grey, they run over. They come over. The people were cheering us from, it was Great Ormond Street Hospital, wasn't it? Yeah. They come over. Thank you so much, guys. You've just paid for a dialysis machine in here. And we were just like, <laughs> oh, no. It's like, 
uh, can we back out of this? Basically spent the rest of the evening trying to sell the week in Bali. Um, oh, that is so funny. But equally sad that we never went. Yeah. Oh, well, that company went bust, and that was a dodgy company. We sure. we had about a year, and then. Yeah, their comms were pants. They gave us like a two-week window that we could actually go. And then COVID happened. Then they just went completely hollow. We never heard back from them. So we've yeah. actually got a bit of a track record with those charity events. I feel like this is like this is almost our adventure reminisce right it now. It completely is, yeah. So we, we had that one. But then we also, because we raised money for Make-A-Wish for, for the row, we got invited to their gala dinner. <sighs> I wonder when we're going to get knighted. We can't be far off. Just all, maybe this, one all this money we're raising is insane. Well done, Kev Sinfield. Nice one, but yeah, cheers. Behind the scenes, you ever heard of Great oh, Lord Street? Send them to Africa for Red Nose Day. Fuck off. Put some. <laughs> we're the we're the true hero. Yeah, I'm annoyed actually. You need an OBE at least. I'll put an application in next week. Perfect. Next um, week. Next week. <laughs> all right, do it this week. <laughs> but we went to make a wish, didn't we? And. Uh, got invited, great, on the table, sat next to John Terry, top lad. Um, and I don't know what we were thinking. We were flying to the US the morning after, weren't we? Yeah. And we returned up to this thing, again, just not really knowing anything about charity dues. Uh, didn't bring any money. So we got there and they're like, okay, 20 pounds in for the, the raffle or something like that. And I was like, fucking hell, I haven't got any cash. Yeah, it's take card. So, so John, John Terry had to spot us cash. Still owing that. <laughs> um, and anyway, like the, the waiters there were phenomenal, weren't they? They were coming around and it was they were filling up like pints of red <laughs> they, wine. They were phenomenal. They were phenomenal. It's I like think they, were, they knew what they were doing, didn't they, when it came to charitable dues? Absolutely no doubt in it. But we got pretty battered quite quickly, chatting to John and all these random fuckers on our table. And then everyone, I can't remember what happened, but everyone congregated on the dance floor. And they were like, there was like a big celebration and everyone had these sashes on. And we were like, fucking hell, we need a sash. So we went and grabbed a sash. This woman was like, do you want a sash? And it's like, yeah, give us a sash, give us a sash. So we put these sashes on. We're in the middle of the dance floor. Like, I'm a yeah. sash on the sash, I'm a sash on the sash. Yeah. <laughs> give me some sash, give me some sash, give me some sash. So we're on the dance floor, just dancing around, the big celebration. Everyone's like, amazing. We're like, oh my God, we're so good for being here. Like, fucking look at us. We're so charitable. Um, didn't realise these, <laughs> these sashes were only for people who had donated. What was it? They were donating like X amount for a football pitch for some kids, weren't they? Yeah, exactly. And we hadn't done that, hadn't realised that that was the prerequisite of getting a sash. But we're just dancing around, like we're just like high-fiving people, like, oh my God, we're all such good people. <laughs> sash on our head, in the bar, <laughs> red wine all over us. On John Terry's shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> Singing Wonderwall. Yeah, it was... Um, but I, I will say on that one, we had raised a lot of money for Make-A-Wish Foundation yes, before. So I, I don't feel... We didn't get the free invite to that one like we uh, like we did before. We had raised a load of money for Make a Wish, but yeah, that yeah. was very fun. That was that might be the most hungover I've ever seen you the next day, mate. I almost RIP'd on that plane. So we had a we had a flight to it was LA, wasn't it? So a good ten and a half hour flight. <laughs> we got on there. We were both a bit of a wreck. You were at next level, and we were about four and a half hours in, and all of a sudden <laughs> you just looked at me and you looked like Casper. You had no colour on you whatsoever. You just started sweating. You literally thought you were about to perish. Yeah, mate. You... I've never, I've never fainted in my life. Um, and I, I was like, you know, when you, I was just saying, I was, you, I'm just like, something's wrong here. Like this is not normal. And I looked at you. You were like, 
whoa, like <laughs> you are fucking gray. I was like, mate, I feel pretty shit. And then the stewardess walked past, didn't she? Yeah. And she like stopped in her tracks and was like, sir, are you okay? <laughs> It's like I don't, I don't think I am. I don't she think was, I am she okay. Was, she was like, "You look shit." Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, hey, 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 put some nuts down. It on. And then as soon as it came on, it went like five minutes later, didn't it? I don't know what it was. It was, it was like a <laughs> touch fucking, and go for a bit. It was a red alert emergency that my body was thrown out. Yeah, goodness me. Yeah, that was, and then we went to the Make a Wish head office in uh, San Francisco, just touching base with all the charitable work we've done, really. So it is, it's a tough life being a philanthropist, isn't it? We don't really talk about it that much, to be fair, but it's just something we like to do. It's part of who we are, and it always will be. So giving back, yeah. always giving back. Ideally, with a game of golf beforehand, uh, and I think we've learned the lesson when it comes to auctions. Just, to... I do think when we had our leaving party for the row yeah we collected some money in a bucket um yes charity and i do believe we lost the bucket <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> i remember speaking to you the day after again both hanging like that was a good night it's like yeah, yeah i was like you've got that got that bucket yeah and you're like i absolutely i do not have the bucket (laughs) okay i don't have the bucket either so right uh it's called the venue they're like we don't have the bucket (laughs) okay let's not tell anyone but we have lost the bucket full of cash the the bucket's in the bottom of the thames i believe (laughs) someone's just in mcdonald's at 5 a.m with (laughs) five grand in cash it's like here we go yeah oh god been paying that back ever since (laughs) <laughs> yeah literally in multiple ways so if you're organizing or know someone organizing a charitable do you will likely get a couple of random donations uh from us so do keep us in mind especially if it's on a golf course yes that would be ideal right that was good that was a good good fun chat to kick the week off yeah you guys are welcome you are welcome <laughs> you guys uh have a good tuesday wednesday thursday friday yeah just that just came from the top of my head that did it's a good outro. I think you're you're right. welcome to yeah, it, guys. Got it there. <laughs> no, thank you for listening, guys, and we'll be back next week. We'll see you then. Yeah. See you later, everyone. Bye. Ciao, ciao.